maybe these were just the voices. Maybe maybe they consider it like for the attraction on IMDb, maybe it's got to be classified as a video game huh. if they want to get credit for it. Well, that's kind of stupid. Because it's got, it's got two different Hondo Nakas. It's got Jim Cummings and Robert Strange. Robert Strange is the body. Oh. Is the live actor. Okay. Did you see on the screens? Okay. And Jim Cummings is the voice. Is the voice, okay. Yeah. So that must be... That must be it, then. Dance, monkey, dance. And welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Preparing for the uh, the blistering heat of the upcoming week. Yeah. They're they're promising 105 midweek. Holy shit. Yep. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. It's only June. What are you going to do in August? Uh, never leave the house. It's just going to melt into your your sandals. Could. Wow. That sucks. Well, maybe you'll get like big, strong thunderstorms in the day that cools things off for a half a minute and then gets all hot and steamy. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Because that's fun. It is. <laughs> I got stuck in that the other day. Did you? Yep. Nothing like a Florida th- summer thunderstorm. Yep. I mean, it just proves that Florida is hell, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Based on recent <laughs> events, I, I think that goes unsaid. Well, I mean, it was, you know, people are starting to be held accountable, kind of. Oh, God, we, I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I, oh, God. I mean, I come on, know. you don't think it's damning that he kept a secret, top secret information in a bathroom? Well, it had that big chandelier. It was easier <laughs> to read under that light. Why are rich people so gaudy? Because they're cheap. They're tacky. Is that how they, like, they don't want to spend any money, so just put up the god awfulest thing? Yeah, or he probably scammed some some interior designer to get it for free. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how closely you looked at the picture, but there were there were people that were basically being like, if you look at the way the shower curtain is hung... Half of the window peers into the shower. It looks like it's a basement room. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Yeah. And people pay thousands of dollars to stay there? Uh, I'd be like, what the fuck is this I bullshit? guess. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fucked up. But we'll see what happens on Tuesday. We could have civil war by this time next week. Oh, Jesus. Well, if you don't hear from me again, you'll know what happened. <laughs> Look, if if sitting members of fucking Congress can go on and give coded plans on Twitter and nobody does anything about it, like, 
the, the world is fucked. Like we're truly at the end. So eat the fuck whatever you want. Like just say the shit that you want to whoever because it's all coming to a close. Well, I mean, the world's kind of going to shit as it is. It's like another, um, um, what's his title? Boris Boris Johnson. Oh yeah, Prime Minister. But hello, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just heard the the Skype dialing sound. Oh no, I didn't hear that on my end. Okay. Um. Damn it, that's the DeSantis people. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand, because he's stepped down already. Yeah. And they've had, like, two prime ministers since then. So I don't know what the fuck he's stepping down from. I don't know. Well, let's see says he dramatically resigned as MP on Friday over the outcome of the Partygate inquiry. Well, yeah, because he was handed a thing that said that he lied to fucking Parliament. Right. So why was he still allowed to be a member of Parliament? I don't know. See, again, politics and religion are just crazy. So apparently he was... he wasn't the British prime minister, but he had a seat in parliament. In the corner facing the wall. I probably with a big dunce hat. Yeah. So according, according to NPR, uh, Johnson and others, including current prime minister Sunak, have previously received criminal fines for their behavior during the pandemic. But Johnson has long insisted that the incorrect and misleading accounts he gave on several occasions to Britain's legislators denying those lockdown parties, as they became known, had not amounted to intentional lies. But apparently, they thought it did. Okay. I mean, I keep trying to find somewhere to move. And every place that I look at, there's just it's just fucked up nope thinking maybe Denmark Denmark is wonderful I would highly recommend Denmark that's what I kind of hear I know it gets cold most, and most people speak English they have free health care they have free health care it's really expensive to own a car though I'll just live in a city where I can walk everywhere. There you go. Is your um is your family up north dealing with the smoke stuff from Canada? Uh they haven't seen it yet. They said well, they said it's not as bad as like New York is. Right. So Well that's good. I haven't talked to them in a couple of days, so I don't know if that's changed. <laughs> they can't find the phone anymore. It's just too too smoky. Yes. Yes. I don't know where I put it. Now I can't find it. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Well, hopefully that situation gets better, too. It's the end of the world. This is it. The planet's dying. 
There's no way around it. Yep. Once we're gone, it'll recover. But it's going to take us being killed off for it to do it. Well, there are too many crazies with access to the bomb, so <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, on a happier note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch anything fun this week? Uh, so I finished... American Born Chinese. Yeah, definitely sets it up for a sequel. <laughs> it does. And I was a little confused because I thought I saw that there were 10 episodes and like the eighth episode seemed very much like the end. And then it was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked that last episode. So did I. I thought like the, the big fight scene on the on the on the field with um. I can't remember their name. So it's like the boar demon, the bull demon and the, demon. the kid. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that the audience just thought it was part of the show. Yes. And they're like, how did they do that this year? And it's like, oh, that kid's parents are loaded. Like, I thought it was done very well. It was. It was. I really liked the scene with the teacher the principal lecturing his parents mm -hmm. <laughs> and he goes if you were really paying attention you would know by now that our last name is Wong yep <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed though that Kihu Kwan is a little more than a cameo yeah like I really thought that they were gonna they were gonna you were gonna find out that he was the fourth scroll and that, like they had to go find him and like recruit him or whatever instead of being right. the other kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, the way they used him wasn't very good. Yeah. We're just using him as like a fever dream. But OK. Yeah, exactly. And like in this, the was it the episode before that where it's supposed to be like the reunion show? Yes. And they're talking to him and he's basically laying out his real life. About like, yep. you know, after this, I didn't want to be typecast. So the offers just stopped coming. And it was like, you can see in his eyes the truth of what he was saying. And it was like, I'm glad that he's now being given the opportunity to act again. Yeah. Because he is a good actor. He is. Like, and he was a good actor as a kid. If you if you watch Indiana Jones and, and Goonies, he was a good actor for a kid. Uh -huh. And like, it's a shame that like the eighties happened and, you know, we started giving white guys, Asian parts. Right. And he fell out of favor, but I'm glad that he's now got that opportunity. And it, it is kind of like a who's who from everything, everywhere, all at once. Like they just kind of picked up that cast and was like, all right, you're going to do a TV show now. Right. Minus, um, What's your name? Jamie, Jane, Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I'm, I hope that Disney just doesn't cancel it without, you know, a season two. I'm, I'm guessing that maybe they were given a multi-season order because that's bold if they didn't. Was it created for Disney plus 
or did they pre-purchase it from somebody else? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's got, it's, well, let's see. It was created by Kevin, Kelvin Yin for Disney plus. Okay. Uh, doesn't really say anything about a season two or whether they were promised. It received generally positive reviews from critics. Com- commentators refer to it as one of the best offerings on Disney plus and praise the way it moved across cultural boundaries. So maybe they had talked to maybe like who knows what happened behind the scenes. Sure. But they could have been given like a multi season deal just so that they could um, do that ending. Right. Or maybe they just figured if they do the ending, Disney plus will give them a second season. Can only hope now that they've removed so much. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Especially when there's like decent shows and what they removed. Mm hmm. It's all about the money. That it is. <laughs> that it is. All about the Benjamins. <laughs> it's interesting because Kihu Kwan is listed as a main cast member. Yeah. And so is um, Jin's love interest, and she's not in it that much either. Who knows? Maybe it's a screen time thing. It could but be. even then, Kihu Kwan doesn't have that much. Who knows? We never will. Nope. Oh, I meant to tell you the mystery deepens in the rise of the pink ladies oh thing so i was reading some articles this week about the guy leaving and apparently he left in the middle of an episode shoot really because if you go back and you watch the episode where they have the dance at the ice cream yeah place yeah there is shots of a stand-in with a CGI'd face. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's right as Richie and Buddy get into the fight. Okay. And it's a back shot of Richie where he's talking. And he apparently they lifted it from another episode or whatever. And they show the front of him for the reverse shot where he's not talking and it's just right. a glued on face. Oh, wow. And then they do I... a back shot and then another front shot of the CGI face. And then he pushes them. And that's the last time you see Richie, except for a back shot when they're being expelled from school. Huh? Okay. So he leaves, he leaves in the middle of an episode. And do they say why? Nope. Nobody is saying why he left. Or whether he'd come back for season two. Okay. 
But yeah, the mystery's deepening. Wow. It's such a weird thing for me to be obsessed over, but drama. Yeah. Drama. Um, I did re- rewatch a couple of episodes of Night Court. Did you? Yeah. You know, the best thing about that show is Dan, and the worst thing about that show is Abby. Oh, oh, the new Night Court. I the thought you Night went back Court. and watched the old one. Okay. No, no, no. The new one. Yeah. Um, I think Melissa Roche is in over her head. Yeah. And I know that the season ended with Dan in Louisiana as a judge. And if for some reason he doesn't come back, that's the end of that show. Because none of the other characters can carry that. No, the other characters are just annoying. And they tried. They they kind of put Dan in the back um, for a couple of later episodes trying to build the rest of the cast right but it doesn't work it really doesn't there's there's nobody on there that's even likable no no really not and I don't know how you get around that I don't know it's disappointing yeah it could have been so much more I know that they were trying to change it so that Abby is not you know it's just not a rehash of the first series, but right. it probably should have been a rehash of the first series. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at the cast list and there's nobody on here that would be able to carry this if John Larroquette left. No. No, 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 no. Maybe if they make Abby more like Harry, it would help. Mm, yeah, but I sure because she's too much. It's too much of the she's always trying to help people thing, right? And I, I, it's way overplayed. And so I think that if they made it to where like in the original night court, it was more about the people coming into the court. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, the actual staff of the court, I think that right. would help. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast with Brent Spiner and he played, um, Oh, what was the guy's name? Bob, the, the Bob hillbilly. Wheeler. Yeah. Yes. And they, the host asked him about, are you going back to do night court? And he was like, they haven't called. Mm. And they said, would you do it? And he was like in a heartbeat. Right. He's like, that's what made the, my name. That's what got me in front of Star Trek was that show. Of course I'd go back and do an episode of that. And it's like, well, why the fuck aren't you? Like, I don't know. It's weird. In preparation for the uh, new Indiana Jones film, I went back last night and watched Temple of Doom, Uh which is my least favorite out of the original three. And there's only been three. I don't count the fourth one as a movie. (laughs) 
Um, yes. And I was, I know it was like 1984. I, it came out in 85. So they're working on it in 84. Um, there's some really odd choices visual effects wise in that movie. Um, okay. In the beginning number, and I know it's supposed to be a throwback to old Hollywood where they do the right. song and the dance. Yep. But there's this really weird sparkle effect that they put over everything. Mm, okay. That looks like almost like TV static was laid over in bits and pieces. Yeah. Like it really looks out of place. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's that's totally weird. And I've, I started looking at like because I've seen the movie so much that I started looking at it with different eyes of like mm-hmm. visual effects and what's possible today. And my, I don't, I don't know when the last time you watched it was, but the scene where, um, uh, they're running out of the minecart chase and Indy pushes short round and Willie to the side. Okay. And the water comes shooting out between them is some of the worst green screen I think I've ever seen. And like this was prime ILM. Right. Like time. So I don't know what was going on at ILM at the time, but this is definitely not up to the quality. And I also noticed that there are some reverse shots in the movie. When, okay. when Willie's in the, they get Willie out of the cage thing after the big fight where Indy's like possessed. Yes. And he punches short round or he hits short round or whatever. Yep. The end of that scene where Indy goes to apologize are flip shots. Oh, when they shot okay. it, Indy was on the right and short round was on the left because when he, he walks towards him, he's got like, um, I guess it's supposed to be like a string around him, like a kind of like a real thin sash thing. Okay. You know, so it's like over his shoulder that switches sides. And when he puts his hat on the bow on the hat is on the opposite side that it should be on. Oh, okay. So never I never noticed that. I don't know what caused them to shoot it the other way, but like me being a real nitpicky fuck looked at it and was like, huh, that's weird. So it's like 40 years old and I'm still finding shit in it. Cause everybody knows about club Obi-Wan and like, um, Dan Aykroyd and shit like that. Yep. But. I did start to see other shit. Wow. I I do not like the banquet scene. No, you don't like the the weird food? No, that stuff just weirds me out. (laughs) Freaks me the fuck out. But it was only like peanut butter and... Didn't they like cut open the snake and it's full of eels or something? Yeah. Gross. Snake surprise. That would be a surprise. The surprise would be how quickly I left that room. <laughs> and you know, like the the eyeball soup and um, mm-hmm. uh, the monkey brains, chilled monkey yep. brains, which is like Jello. Mm-hmm. 
I also watched that movie that we found out about last week. Disaster in Time, Timescape. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. It's not bad. Really? It it's a no name cast, including um, Jeff Daniels because he really wasn't known at the time. Okay. Um. Yeah. It but it's it's kind of decent. It's basically he his his wife has has died in an accident. Um, he's got an old. Um, um, an old house that he's turning into a B&B and his daughter's there helping him and this strange woman shows up before they're even ready to open to guests saying that she wants to you know rent three rooms and what's your price and she shows them a big wad of cash um, and and they are like I described they are tourists from the future coming to watch a tragedy huh, and okay. Instead of, I guess it's instead of writing, reading a history book, this is how they would experience history in the future. Okay. So what happens is they're there to see a meteor that wipes out half the city. And then they move everybody into the school gym for shelter and the gas pipe blows up. So it's a huge catastrophe. Okay. Um, but the he he's on to these people for what they are. Um, one of the guys is really awkward. He showed up late to the B and B with the other people, and uh, Jeff Daniels gets a hold of the guy's passport that has very specific dates in it. You know, such as the date of the San Francisco earthquake and things of that nature. Gotcha. Okay. And he kind of corners him about it and the guy says all I can tell you and it's too much is to leave take your family and leave until you know it's absolutely safe to return hmm. so the thing happens everybody dies blah 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 blah. the uh, the uh, leader of the tour group Madame Iovine is being called to task by her supervisor and you know, they're arguing about how much Jeff Daniels knowing about them is really going to affect the future, kind of butterfly effect. And there's this one one of the um, tourists. She she drugs him and sleep and sleeps with him. And when they're leaving, uh, she slips him her passport. So he figures out how to use it. He goes back to the day before, uh, calls himself <laughs> to bail him out of jail. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it, there's like a good portion of this movie is Jeff Daniels acting with Jeff Daniels. Oh, interesting. Um, he kind of violates most of the rules of time travel. Okay. Um, in the end... He's uh, he gets caught by Madame Iovine's supervisor in the past, the day before, who brings him back to the correct day he's supposed to be at, you know, the tomorrow. Um, 
but everything has changed. The, the daughter who blew up in the school is now alive again. And you see him sitting by the fire, reading love letters from his dead wife. And then the next thing you know, the daughter is walking down the stairs looking for him, you know, calling dad, dad. And he hears the piano being played, which was like her only memory of her mother. Okay. So you're led to believe that obviously he used the passport to go back and save his wife. Gotcha. But we haven't seen, I mean, you don't see that there was any negative impact from what he's done. Okay. I mean, because he like saved people who were supposed to be dead. He brought somebody back from, from the dead. It, it's, it's not bad. For 1992, it's not a bad movie. Okay. The only annoying thing is that the version that's on YouTube has Korean subtitles burned into it because it's from like VHS. <laughs> okay. That's funny. But um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty decent. And now I can put that to rest. There you go. I won't be wondering what the hell that movie was. <laughs> and now you can watch the new show and compare. Oh, I watched that too. Oh, did it? It's already out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna watch it. No. It's so it's a British made series. Okay. And it's a British made series. <laughs> it's it's very dry. It's very plodding. Yeah. It's I it did not catch me. Okay. I, I mean I watched the first episode. Okay. So they just bought it from from England and just airing it on yep. TV. Yep. Yep. That's funny. Kind of like that Brendan Fraser uh series they were running. Oh, with Tom Welling? Yes. Yeah. That's funny. That's real funny. Okay, I know not to to go back and watch that then. Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it at all. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And then I watched one of my favorite movies. Which was? The Lost Boys. Oh, okay. Um, and how I, does it hold I up? I don't... Just as good. Okay. Just as good. Still still love that movie. Um, Jamie, Jamie Gertz trying to be a serious actress. Right. <laughs> um, and it has both Corey's. So, you know, that's exciting. Right. Heyman, Feldman. <laughs> um, but I just like the movie. I like the family dynamic. I like that, you know, the nice guy who owns the video store and gives his mom a job is actually the, the king of the vampires. Right. And he's trying to seduce her into becoming his queen. <laughs> Which he can only do if she invites him into the house. And her son invites him into the house. Yep. So they do the whole scene where um, they're trying to find out if he's a vampire, like the lights go out and, and they come back up and one of the kids is holding a mirror in front of his face. And 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, they kind of say something about it. And he goes, you don't invite a vampire into your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, well, duh. Um, Barnard Hughes as the crazy grandfather is funny. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, I still like it. I like, I like the layer of um, the vampires that was a, a turn of the century hotel that was built on a, on a fault. Right. And fell into the ground. I like the little vampire child. Are you big on vampire movies or is it just this one? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I've seen them all, I think, but... All vampire films? Probably. Have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? Yes. Okay. Isn't that with the the the, uh, the bar called the Titty Twister? Yes. Okay, yeah. George Clooney. Yes, and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Directed by um, Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, speaking of Quentin Tarantino... Yeah. I happened to flip by an old Golden Girls episode. Yes, he's he's an Elvis impersonator. He is an Elvis impersonator. Yep. He has no lines. He's in the back of the crowd. Yep. It's right before, I think it was right before he made Reservoir Dogs. Was it? Yeah. Is that yeah, the, it's kind of funny. Is that the name of the movie? Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. With uh, Mr. Pink and Mr. Blue yeah. and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's. I don't know how he got the gig on that, but um, yeah, it's pretty funny that he just pops up. Yeah, I don't. Know. It was a day's pay, I guess. Yeah, that's like there's a young Don Cheadle in the Golden Girls spinoff. That's right. He he's managing the the new Golden Hotel, Golden yep. Palace. Yep. That was an interesting show. Yes, it, it had. Um, they did a reunion of Harvey Corman and Tim Conway, who were like local radio jocks. Uh huh. That was kind of interesting. Like in the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it didn't run for long, so. Well, no, because they were trying to capitalize on on the Golden Girls thing. And B. Arthur was gone. Yep. And apparently B. Arthur was the glue that held them together. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my Rue, um, what's her last name? McClanahan? The McClanahan story. Oh, did you sleep with her? No. Oh. No, so my dad's cousin was a um, limo driver in L.A. Okay. And he wasn't, like, for a specific person. He'd be, like, they, he'd get a call that a celebrity needed to be picked up at the airport. And he'd drive them home. Okay. And so one night, it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, I guess the red eye or whatever, he picks up Rue McClanahan and gets the address and apparently she had in her front yard, she had a bunch of trees 
and she would set up ladders with mannequins on them like they were picking fruit really doing lawn work and stuff he said it freaked them out because he turns around and there's a bunch of people there except they're all mannequins and it was like middle of the night. He, he didn't see them until he was like getting the luggage out of the car. And then like all of a sudden that's, they were there. He said it was really freaky. So she liked to have, I guess like company. That's sad. When, when she was alone on the property, I guess. And where did she live? Uh, in California, somewhere in California. Okay. Cause he, he did, he did. Um, that's where he was the limo driver. I bet he's got stories to tell. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure you have to sign some kind of non-disclosure shit. Doing that. Do you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, because the things that you could hear. You, yes. <laughs> you'd, ha- you'd have to be like, or see, you'd have to be like, yeah, no. That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. It's my weird connection to the Golden Girls. To the Golden Girls? Yeah. But thanks for being a friend. So can you use that to do your six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Mm, I get six degrees of Kevin Bacon through the dude from Arrow. Amel? No. No, the, the guy that played the the guy that my wife knows. Oh, yeah. Oh, Josh Serrano. Is that Josh his name? Josh S- Segura. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he he has worked with enough people to we get to Kevin Bacon within like four people or whatever. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I have. Yeah. You mean you never worked with Kevin Bacon? No. You've worked with everybody Let's, else. Well, okay. So I worked with Madge the Manicurist, <laughs> who was in a movie. <laughs> with That's Cher. a reference. Okay. Okay. Cher was in Witches of Eastrick with Jack Nicholson, who yeah. was in A Few Good Men with right. Kevin Bacon. Okay. So there you have it. And, I'm famous. And you worked on Witches of Eastrick. I wouldn't really call it that. But the, um, but it, that's how you get there, though, right? That's how. No, you... I get I get there through Magical Mercurist. But we're okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see how I connect to him. Hang on. So he was on Orange is the New Black. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide whether to go Kate Mulgrew or uh, Laura Prepon. Okay. Let's go Kate Mulgrew. Um... Jesus, she's been in a lot of shit. 
He wasn't on Lust. I know. Uh, is there a website? There's got to be an app by now. There is. Apparently. Apparently can download it for iOS. Um... I mean, now that Kevin Bacon has in the is in the MCU, uh huh, and Josh Segura was in the MCU. There's got it. That's got to be where it goes. Okay. Um, let's see. So he was in Attorney of uh, She-Hulk. Um. With Tim Roth. Tim Roth was in... Was in Pulp Fiction. With Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson was in Avengers Endgame with Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt starred with Kevin Bacon in the Guardians Christmas show. Okay. That's how I get there. So, you know, whatever. You have a more direct route, though. So you're more famous. I'm more famous. You are. There's no arguing. I'm not, I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'll give that to you. So have you watched anything interesting this week other than what we discussed prior? The only other things that I've really been watching is now that uh, HBO has become Max. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first time in a very long time that I've gotten to watch Mythbusters. Okay. And so I've been going through a bunch of the old Mythbusters episodes. Um, and I've discovered that HBO does not have them all. There, oh. there are seasons that go from episode 10 to episode 14. Why is that? I don't know. I have is no clue. Copyright issues? I don't know. I don't see how. But there are definitely ones missing. And it's not huh. like, it's not like, um, you know, it's because they did a bunch of episodes that were, that were around like current movies and TV shows and stuff. And like they very famously worked with James Cameron to figure out whether or not Rose and Jack could fit on the door together. That's there. Um, the green Hornet special is there. Like all of the specials that you would be like, okay, that would probably have some kind of issue. They're all there. But like the ones that I want to watch that I know have funny moments in them, they're not there. So I don't know. 
It's very weird. That is weird. Yeah. And I also watched, um, I don't know if we talked about this. A couple weeks ago, I watched the Discovery show that they did that was um, called Expedition Back to the Future. Did we talk about yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I think you you had mentioned it when we were talking about the Michael J. Fox oh, okay. yeah. film. Yeah, I got through all those, too, which is an interesting show. <laughs> it's really weird because it's like Josh Gates, who is supposed to be like an explorer. Right. He's a real archaeologist. Right. But like like he's in the middle of the desert filming a show and then Doc Brown shows up and sets him on this path to find this DeLorean. Yeah. And so, like, he's got to go to Christopher Lloyd's house and recruit him and stuff. And it's like this really weird, like, tale of these two guys going off on this quest when it was just like you could have just been like, hey, he's going to help me tell you the, the history of this since he was there. It's it's very strange. Huh. They go to... um. They go to the auto museum in L.A. where the A car is. Okay. And Christopher Lloyd gets to sit in it. And so at some point they're like, all right, we'll just be taking this then. And the guy's like, the guy from the museum who's not an actor is like, no, you're not. And he puts like his hands on his hips and he's like, I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave now. And it's like, okay, it's a little bit, it's a little bit corny for what it is. Yeah. Well, and like they keep there's this running gag in the thing where Christopher Lloyd is old and clumsy and he they go to these two guys it's somewhere I think it's in Maine they own like this insane screen used back to the future collection and it includes the um, the remote control from the first movie for for driving the DeLorean and so as they go into the next room, Christopher Lloyd picks it up and like breaks it okay, and then puts it down and runs away. And I'm like, all right, whatever. That's just weird. But it's interesting if from a history standpoint of back to the future that all this shit is still out there, hmm. but it's done in a kind of corny way. A lame way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh Gates for what he is. I mean, I liked his Expedition Unknown show. Yeah. Some and he has another one called good. Expedition Unexplained. Okay. Or Expedition... Uh, I don't know. It's another Expedition show where he he has a team that he sends looking for different cryptids. Okay. I mean, apparently they're still making Expedition Unknown because there's new episodes... Oh yeah, Max. He does like a he does like a live show too. He does. Yeah, because I saw he was he was doing his thing at um, Charleston Performing Arts Center last year. Oh, okay. Oh, that kind of live show. Yeah, like singing and dancing. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, gets dressed up in like a tutu and does the can can. Because he can, can, can. Exactly. I mean, good for him for being able to to keep it going. 
Yeah, sure. Market yourself. Yeah. He dresses he up like, like Indiana s- Jones, you know. Looks like somebody who needs attention often. (laughs) (laughs) There's some exciting news from the world of breakfast cereal. I don't know if you saw this little tidbit. No. Hit me up. They they are adding a new monster to the Halloween monster cereals. Really? Like Count Chocula? So you've got Count Chocula. Boo Berry. Boo Berry. Frankenberry. Frankenberry, okay. Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute? You don't remember Fruit Brute? No. It was kind of like it was kind of like a Fruity Pebbles kind of cereal. No, I like Fruity Pebbles. Uh, and we have a new one, Carmela Creeper. <laughs> she is the long lost cousin of Frankenberry, and she's a DJ. Carmela it is... Creeper. It is. Caramel Apple Cereal. Oh, my. And they're also doing one called Monster Mash Remix, which I guess will have everything in it. Caramel Apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like Apple oh, Jacks, was... but with, like, caramel-flavored marshmallows yes. in it. Yes. Okay. Uh, and there was another one called Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy. Okay. But Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy haven't been seen for a while. I was going to say, I don't remember Fruit Brute at all. No? No. I do. I always was a big Count Chocula fan. Were you? Yeah. I wasn't into the cereals with the marshmallows. No? So you didn't like Lucky Charms? No. No? I liked Frosted Flakes, and I liked Fruity Pebbles. Okay. And Captain Crunch. Well, okay. Captain Crunch would tear the shit out of your gums. <laughs> it's like, who thought this was a good idea for breakfast cereal? Yeah, the, in my house, it was it was Fruity Pebbles, uh, Chocolate Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. Um, that was always a secondary for me because, like, the chocolate milk at the end was interesting, but it would never taste oh, yeah. great. Um, my favorite was always Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. Okay, Apple Jacks weren't bad. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge marshmallow guy. Yeah, just because they never had enough marshmallows in that for me. Well, you know what? Now you can get all marshmallows. Today is you can get all marshmallows. I know it's you weird. can buy them by the five five pound bag. <laughs> I just munch your way through it. Yeah, I mean, you can buy bulk stuff like that on Amazon all the time. Yep. Although, as I've gotten older, I can't drink milk anymore. Why is that? I've I don't I've become lactose intolerant of like straight up milk. Really? Yeah. Every time I've tried, every time I've I've like gone back and eaten cereal with just straight up milk, I get yeah really bad stomach aches. Oh. Just like Leonard Hofstadter. <laughs> exactly. So do you drink another kind of milk? Do you drink like a lactate or? No, I don't drink milk at all now. Oh, okay. But milk, it does a body good. Only until you're about 12. And then you're and then not what? supposed to drink it anymore. Really? Yeah. We're the only species that drinks milk after um, 
after a certain like developmental stage. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't drink milk anymore either. We'll see. I've I've switched to oat milk creamer because my doctor says I should stop dairy as well as all the other good stuff I don't eat anymore. Good God, man! What's the point in living then? I know, right? So, have you tried oat milk with cereal? No, because I don't eat cereal. Oh, too much sugar. Too much sugar. Jeez, man. Yep. What do you eat? Yep. Cardboard. Uh, Atkins bars. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. It is. It is. I would kill for a box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> That's what I like. Last time I went to see my doctor, I he he had made a comment about like, like I've changed what I eat. Like I definitely have to more yeah. healthy things. But I said to him, I was like, look. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do recreational drugs. All I do is eat. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> and what did he say? He he chuckled and he said, okay. I mean, every like once a week is fine. And I was like, a couple weeks, a couple times a week is fine, right? And he was like, well, if you must. And I said, well, I'm going to. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like it's the only thing that I look forward to. Don't fucking... Right. Take it away from me because then what is there to fucking live for? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I eat healthier, but it could be better. Someday I'll get there. Someday I'll be like, oh, this isn't tasty anymore. <laughs> when you're eating MREs in your bomb shelter, cause the world has been destroyed. Well, yeah. I mean, you might as well just eat what the fuck you want since, you know, shit's coming to an end anyway. But, you know, is what it is. Hmm. So if you do eat cereal now, what do you do? Do you have an adult cereal or do you still eat something good? Well, I, t- I haven't had cereal in a couple of years. Okay. Um, I don't normally eat breakfast. Okay. If, if I am going to do something like at a breakfast time it's usually like a um a protein smoothie okay where it's straight up just like frozen strawberries a frozen banana and a scoop of protein powder um and that's it's thick enough to eat with a spoon so i feel like i'm actually like eating something okay and then you know that's considered like as crazy as i go like i'll eat eggs and stuff every once in a while yeah, but um, you know, I don't. I figure he can't. My doctor can't get mad at me for eating fruits. Okay. And vegetables. So like, there's been a very concerted effort by me in the last couple of months to where like, if I eat lunch and I get hungry again, I'll eat like carrots and um, slices of cucumber and shit like that. Mm. Instead of like a bag of chips or something. That that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I I really I enjoy the shit out of fruits and vegetables, so Okay. It's, well, it's good for you. very much a I'm kinda all in for that. Mm. Have you tried frozen grapes? 
No, I haven't. They're really good. What What about freezing grapes makes them better than regular grapes? Um, they're cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you can put them in like your Sprite, and they don't dilute it. Oh, okay. And then you'll have like you know, grape lime, grape lemon lime soda. Interesting. Yeah, you should try it. Okay. And you just so so it's like weird boba tea. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good analogy. It's a drink with a crunch. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, next time that I get grapes, I'll freeze some. I'll give it a shot. And if you can, find the ones that are called cotton candy. Co- Wait, what? There's there's a, a breed of grapes called cotton candy. Really? You will not be sorry. Cotton candy grapes. Everything you need to know about cotton candy grapes. Uh, these days through the miracle of science food producers can make almost anything happen that's why the California company Grapery is able to make our grapey dreams come true they have crossbred many different standard grapes and the company has managed to create all sorts of new grapes and they found they're all in our grape guide ranging from styles and flavors from new fruits uh, groups shaped like tiny eggplants, gumdrops, having a gummy-licious flavor, and the cotton candy grapes taste exactly like cotton candy. How do I find cotton candy grapes around here? Uh, I found them at Publix. Really? Yeah. Just check your grocery store. Oh, hang on. I maybe have to go take a car ride. <laughs> If they're if they're in town, I may have to go try one. Um, am I in my local store? Choose a store. And choose store. All right. Cotton candy grapes. Oh, they don't have any. Can you request them? Doesn't look like it. It's a shitty grocery store. <laughs> Cotton candy grapes. I don't know if they're a seasonal thing, but they seem to be a summer thing, so it's almost summer. Uh, yeah, it says cotton candy grapes have been spotted on store shelves as early as June. You can find okay. imported grapes during other times of the year. So just keep your eye out. Yeah. Heck yeah. They'll change your life. Because they taste like cotton candy, but they're good for you? Well, they're not good for you. I mean, grapes yeah. are really high in sugar. Really? But it's natural sugar. And how does that fit in with the... It's better to have natural sugar than processed sugar. Yes. Okay. But you should still limit it. No. Yes. No. Then why do they say eat all the fruits and vegetables you can? 
because they're the same people who say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> All it does is give you the shits. <laughs> but you need the shit. But you don't need the green apple splatter kind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was I was always told as long as you're going, that's fine. It's when you stop, that's the problem. That's when you have to be worried. Yep. Yes. When it starts backing up. When all of a sudden you're like, I haven't taken a shit in four days. What the hell's going on? <laughs> as long as you're regular. That's all that matters. Yep. Wow, this went to a weird place. It did. <laughs> So speaking of a weird place, yeah, I found on BuzzFeed a a list of sixteen new characters you can find on Sesame Street around the world. Okay. Like Big Bird's cousin, Abelardo Montoya, looks just like Big Bird, except for his head is more colored like a parrot. And okay. where do you think that's that's shown? Um, South America. Mexico. Mexico. Yep. Uh, there is a polar bear character named Basil. Okay. North of the border. Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, the United Arab Emirates version called Ifta Ya Simsim. Instead of Big Bird, has a camel named No Man. <laughs> Big Bird has a camel. Yes. So are they? Are there other companies producing this stuff? They're licensed to different company countries. Okay. I think my favorite is the one whose name is Moisha Ufnik. <laughs> Moisha. Moisha. He's a cousin to Oscar the Grouch. So is it like the Middle East? Israel. Israel. Okay. Yep. He enjoys off-key music, being grumpy, and sour, rotten things. I mean, there's, there's, I know it's in Israel, but like, if they were to try to transplant that in America, uh huh, that would cause an uproar. No. You have a Jewish guy who lives in the garbage. <laughs> that would lots of people would be not happy with that. Well, you've got a grumpy guy living in the garbage in America. Leave Trump out of this. Mm. There's even a Bangladesh version of Sesame Street. Really? Maybe maybe they'll let the kids watch it in the surf in the uh, sweatshops when they're making T-shirts. <laughs> They have a Bengal tiger named Haloom. Haloom. Mm -hmm. And this is along with the regular characters. Right? I believe so. So, like, there are, se like, like, Henson has made several versions of Big Bird and shipped them around right. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so weird. You think, like, the Sesame Street looks the same? No. No? It's it's completely different no, considering where they are? No. The one, uh, where is it? 
The one in Norway takes place in a train station. None of them really look like, well, the German version, Sesamstrasse, <laughs> features Samson the bear. He lives in his cave and he lays on his hammock. <laughs> <laughs> probably is the closest thing that resembles it because he's talking to somebody in a big barrel who popped out of it. Oh. That's interesting. Oh, the French have Georges the Penguin <laughs> who arrived to France in an ice cube. Oh, as you do. As you do. Uh, the Indians have Boomba, a lion, <laughs> descended from the Maharajas. Oh, in Northern Ireland, it's called Sesame Tree. Oh, interesting. Can you guess where it takes place? In a tree? Bingo. Nice. And it features a rabbit named Hilda. Apparently there's a Arabic language version of it and they have a um a penguin puppet called Habib. Oh, of course. <laughs> I don't know why I think of the Muppets as an American thing, but I guess it stands to reason that it would be all over the world translated into their own languages. Right? I mean, it's weird to think of somebody else playing Big Bird than Carol Spiney. Right. Spinney? Spiney? Spinney. Spinney. They started doing international productions in 1971. Holy shit. With Italy. Okay. Which was dubbed. Uh, in Spain, France, Canada, and Sweden, in the mid-70s, they were all dubbed. Hmm. Uh, and then the rest of them were kind of co-productions. Interesting. There's a Sesame Street in Afghanistan. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even think of that being a thing in Afghanistan. No. Because the messages that Sesame Street taught, you would think would be unpopular with those types of places uh i would guess that they are very heavily regulated i guess but you know in afghanistan they probably don't want women teaching the kids stuff you know that kind of stuff well that's where they have animals i guess and they're all male. And they're all ferocious. So the cast of Shalom Sesame in Israel features Kippy, Kippy Ben Kaipod, a giant porcupine, <laughs> Moisha Ufnik, Abigail, who's a purple monster, okay. Brosh is an orange monster, Maboob <laughs> is a blue monster, <laughs> Noah is a red monster, and Sivan 
is a girl who uses a wheelchair. So they have all those names in Abigail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Noah. And well, Noah. I guess Noah would be biblical. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, it looks like they have that they, they are very specific to each country. Okay. Well, that's something I did not know. It's definitely weird to think about stuff like that. There's even a Russian Sesame Street. And is it like hardcore uh, it has a strong arts and culture focus interesting one of the characters is Zilly Boba who has a collection of neckties <laughs> okay Interesting. Yeah. Do you think there's the count is in Romanian Sesame Street? That would be funny. <laughs> I don't know how you count in Romanian, but you know. It would be it would be interesting. Oh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Brazil has Beto and Ennio who are based on Bert and Ernie. That's funny. And also Funga Funga who's an orange Muppet with a hump. Who knew? In German, you, the humans are Manfred and Lilo. Manfred and... Okay. Sure. It's weird, but okay. So that's my contribution to the day. <laughs> well, there you go. You never know what you're going to learn on the show. Did you hear the the story that they were that they are considering a Muppet Mayhem overlay to replace Rock and Roller Coaster? 
Really? Yep. Apparently it was pitched by the creator of the of the show, the TV show. I mean, that sounds like it would be right up Disney's alley. It, yeah, and it sounds like you didn't don't even really have to redo much of it. You can still be going to their concert. Yeah, I mean... As long as Dr. Teeth doesn't, like, do the shocker hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 refilm that beginning shot. Yep. You change out the music, and you change out the videos on the end. Yep. And it's the exact same fucking ride. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I hope they do that. That'd be great. When was this pitched? Uh, recently. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I mean, give them another Muppet thing in the park. They wouldn't have to do all the bullshit with contracts and shit. Right. You know, having to keep re-upping it and shit. They just turn around and be like, all right, here you go. Yeah. See you later, Aerosmith. I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster was fine for back in the day. Yeah. But now, you know. Well, and the contract with Aerosmith is up, so. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that could be very cool. How do we make that happen? What do we got to do? We got to write in? <laughs> Writing campaign. We heard about this, and we want we want you to make it happen. That's very cool. All right. You got anything else for this week? No. No? All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at danfunkypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Don't ever invite a vampire into your house, you silly boy. It renders you powerless. <laughs> <laughs>